We appreciate you coming, rocking with us, you know. Big fans of your game, man, and uh, we live in that color. Like, we in Orlando, so we see all the games. Live game on location. Play. So, man, appreciate you being on the show. And this is kind of new to us because most of the guys that we asked this question to, it'd be years and years removed from this. So they had time to think about who really bust their ass the first time when they got in the you league. fresh so, in it. You fresh in it. This year, what was that game? That you played against one of the players, and you like, man, he kind of got the best of me. I couldn't really stop him. Yeah, uh, I think I got asked this question. I say uh, Kevin Durant the first time, um, but that's like an obvious one. That was at the beginning of the year, so I, <laughs> I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna use that one again. But uh, another guy, I think Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. We, we I think we played him three times so far. Yeah. He he's just been like he. It's, a, it's fun playing him because he's so good, but like it's just frustrating playing him at the same time. What do he do that that you notice that <laughs> the other players don't do that? He just he's so good at drawing fouls, like so it's hard <laughs> to guard him because he he drawing fouls, and then just the way he is it, like he closed the game. We played him three times, first two times, like we was up, and every time in the fourth quarter he just started taking over on both ends. He usually guard me. And that's the other thing. He make it real tough on me. Just him guarding me. Got good hands. Strong. Yeah. Can't just really bully him. And so he he a monster on both sides. Yo, yo, yo. We live on location. This time we here in City Beautiful, huh, Black? Right here at home, man. Today we got a home product. We got Orlando Magic's own. The soon-to-be rookie of the year. The Duke standout. Seattle's on. Paolo Bancaro in the building, man. We appreciate you pulling up, young fella. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Appreciate you guys having me on. Northwest. <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Lately, these last couple of decades, Seattle. Yeah, trying been- to rip. Seattle, Seattle been pushing them ballers up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like real go getters. Like, how is it like being you knowing the Seattle history, knowing the guys that came from from you? How is it you being a player coming from Seattle, representing the Northwest? And shout out Young Mall. Got him been down in Northwest. Northwest is beautiful, man. So representing the Northwest in the league. Nah, it means a lot. It means a lot for me just because I grew up. Studying all the all the guys who came before, watching them, being around them, and uh, just admiring them from afar. And so, for me to, you know, get to be the next one up, it just means a lot. And uh, we got more coming behind us. So, you know, just trying to just trying to you know show kids from Seattle and wherever else, Tacoma, you can get to wherever you want to get to. You know, a lot of times, even for me, like growing up, I didn't. I didn't think I was going anywhere else but Washington. You know, my yeah. parents went there. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, is that's that like a, a thing out there? Is that what everybody think? I think not kind of my like kind of like my like age and, and above. I think it was kind of like that. I mean, that was the only college I ever knew. I ain't. I think my first time ever seeing a different university was uh, I had went to North Carolina in like eighth grade for nationals. Yeah, and we went around and visited Duke in North Carolina, and that was my first time like seeing another. School, which oh, is so that's how Duke culture, which is crazy, huh? yeah. Because I ended up going to Duke, but like, 
But your mom went to University of Washington, so it hit different for you. Like, yeah. like it's really like that yeah. was all you knew. I, I grew up, man. I grew up going to every game. Like, that's why it was so crazy when I got drafted here and like got to play with T. Ross and Markel. Like, yeah, you had, I, oh, that's like that I had grew up. crazy. Like, I really grew up like yeah. at their games, man. Like, that, damn I never near every one. Watching them on TV, like on local channels, like just watching them every day. Did every you day. ever meet them at any of the games or, or anything like that? I have met T. Ross when I was a real young boy. Just going to the camp. I used to go to the camps. Like, oh, okay. just yeah, everything Washington. Yeah. Like, I was in, I was involved. My parents they they love they still love the university to the de- to this day. They go to football games and stuff. So just being around it, being in Seattle, you know, it was it was exciting. So O'Day High School, like, what year did you feel like you was amongst the the leaders of your class? I know you play up and AAU and yeah. you know doing that, but what year were you like, man, I can I can compete with the best across the country? Yeah, I would say really my my freshman summer going into sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, I was 15 and I was playing two years up on the uh, EYBL um, on the 17U team. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really sure how, I had a pretty good freshman year in high school. And so I was feeling pretty confident, um, but I wasn't sure how I was gonna go because I was on a top team, I was starting. Mm-hmm. And so I just was kind of interested to see how I did. And I mean, kind of just out the gate, I was playing well. Our team was winning. We made uh, Peach Jam. That was for the first time in, yeah. in our program's history. Okay. And we had a Jay McDaniels, too, who mm-hmm. plays for the Timberwolves. Okay. It yeah. was me and him. Had a couple other uh, Division One players. So, Who were some of the seniors that year? That's, that that's, year? Yeah. Uh, Jay McDaniels. Uh, and then, uh, shoot, we got a couple guys. I mean, Raekwon, Battle, he had Montana State. He had. He had like 27 against Kansas State this yeah. year in the tourney. Yeah. Um, Noah Williams, Mark, uh, Marcus, they all went to Wazoo, Washington. Mm. Um, so a couple D1 players. You played football early on, right? So yeah. you played football up to high school. Yeah. And you were a quarterback. When when did you – was it hard to stop playing football? Like at what point did you have to make that decision? Because you, you're damn 6'10". Yeah. You can't be yeah, out no, there exactly. just in exactly. – like at what point was it like and how did that all go down where you – you start you you stop playing football. Yeah, no, it was it was hard because I grew up. I mean, honestly, growing up, like football might have been my main sport. Just like I was so good at it. Like basketball was just kind of more developmental. Like I was always solid, but football just used to dominate. So like it just kind of came natural. You like Nate Rock. So, so no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> nah, he ain't Nate Rock because he's six ten. Like yeah, what yeah, what yeah, what? Was, and you was a quarterback. So who you who would you compare yourself to out there? Like as a quarter, you was Cam Newton out there, or I you? Mean, was, yeah, I'm like yeah. It's <laughs> like thick as hell. Yeah, yeah. But when I was younger, I wasn't super duper tall, so I was super athletic. I used to run mm-hmm. track. I used to oh. long jump, and so, so you played every sport. Yeah, my parents had me in every sport. Yeah, that would that would make the players, man. That's what makes the players. Okay, I gotta get QJ and Cruz and about they ain't playing no football. They ain't got no shot. You put them no, in flag though. No shot. Cause that'll just, lead to maybe they nice and then they wanna beg me to play for it. No. Baseball, <laughs> track, yeah. and you know who. Yeah, but uh so I wasn't ever like super tall, so like I was able to do everything. And then as I got older I started to grow a lot more and that's when it kinda just that just made my decision for me. I mean I like eighth grade, I was like six five, six six, and so I was like, it's probably, it's probably not gonna, you know, be able to work out. And yeah. so By the end of my freshman year, I was like six seven, six eight, 
And then, yeah, it was over. That was my yeah, last year. He was year. dunking that thing so easy. So, wait, <laughs> in seventh grade, how tall were you? You said eighth grade, you were six, five, six, six. Yeah, At I, what point did you, like, when did you become six feet? Like, sixth grade or something? Yeah, like, bro, you like was a big grade, kid. You talking about you wasn't never that tall? That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, seventh grade. <laughs> but I had hit a growth spurt. That's the thing. Like, from, from end of seventh grade to start of eighth Eight, grade, nine, it was yeah. a crazy growth spurt. I went from like six foot to like six five. When the first time you dunk, huh? what grade was you in? Like, uh, in general, it was probably like seventh grade, but my first in-game dunk was was eighth grade. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's around the time when you know you you, you dunking that thing. Seven, nah, eight that grade. was around the time when y'all was dunking that thing. Yeah, y'all was already big. Seventh regular. grade, I wasn't even six feet yet. Who who else went to O'Day? Who was some of the history? Who else went there? Well, it's a, it's a couple NFL players who went there. I think I'm the okay. first. Pretty sure I'm the first NBA player. Did so you win state? Yeah, I won state. I won state one year, lost one year. But uh, you know, Miss Johnson, assistant coach on the Spurs. Okay, yeah, yeah. He on the Spurs staff. Yeah. Yeah, he went there. He mm -hmm. went to O'Day. Uh, Jamel McMillan, Nate McMillan's son. Okay. Okay. He went to O'Day. Right. Played point guard. But uh, I think I was the first NBA player though. Was you the first to win state? Nah, nah, yeah, we didn't. Nah. O'Day, O'Day's been a uh uh, always a powerhouse of football and basketball. I thought Rainier Beach was was the powerhouse of football nah, and basketball. But there, that's like we the we the private school that's downtown, oh, and it's Rainier okay. Beach and it's Garfield. Like private school, shouty. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, sir. How much do you feel like like your parents helped you? You know, with the way that you know, something like you said, you you knew everybody. Your mom had already played in college and in WNBA. How much do you think they helped you with the way they? raise you up to be ready for that because everybody the maturity you just sounded like you were showing in those moments yeah. everybody don't have that yeah. you know what i'm saying so i feel like your mom and dad and your family did a great job you know having you to be able to even have that awareness to look around you and acknowledge like okay it's a lot of shit going on i need yeah. to chill and like really watch what i do like where do you think you got that from like the composer because i feel like i see that even in your game as a rookie you know what i'm saying coming in like you know what I'm saying? You you learning on the fly. A lot is being thrown at you, but I could see you trying to process and check things out. Where do you oh, think you got that yeah. from? Yeah, I think just like you said, the way my parents just kind of raised me and, and helped me, you know, grow up. You know, they they let me make mistakes. They they let me experience the real world all while guiding me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they didn't shelter me, but mm -hmm. at the same time, they didn't let me, you know, do whatever I wanted and just kind of crash out. You know. Right. They, they they let me experience things, but then they pulled me back and, and taught me lessons, and just and just raised me the right right way. Taught me how to be you know a good person, treat everybody you know how you want to be treated, all that just basic stuff. Um, and they come from strong. My grandparents are the same way. Like it's just a strong family on both sides, and then it's just the way my parents you know how they are with people, everybody who they know, you know people just growing up seeing what people come to me saying about, you know, my parents, my mom, my dad, everybody telling me about my mom growing up. I'm, I'm like, man, what are y'all talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> talking about how, how how good she was, how she was a killer on the court, how she was, you know, such a good person and always this and that. And I'm like, man, she just cussing me out after my game. Y'all telling That's me That's what how, I was about to say. Your yeah. mom ever talk crazy to you? Like, boy, uh, like, hey, look. Y'all don't even know. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. That's right, mom. Nah. Just got to let you know. Yeah. Nah, y'all don't even know. And it's different now. I'm in the league, so, you know, she still give me advice, but it's a lot more laid back, you know, just, okay. but but when I was younger, man, it was, <laughs> it was, 
me and her had a lot of me and her had a lot of just back and forth. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Like you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. Shout out my dudes. Get at them. Get at them. So for, from that visit to North Carolina, that's why Duke, could it have been anybody else that got you outside of Washington and Duke? Oh, uh, nah, for sure. I mean, it came down to the wire. I mean, it, it took me a minute to make my college decision. Like, I took five visits um, my junior year before COVID and all that. And Where all you go? Shoot, I went to Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. I went to Gonzaga and uh, Tennessee. That was, mm -hmm. that was the fifth. And after every visit, I swear I wanted to go to that school. Like, every, <laughs> well, I had a good time. Yeah, huh? yeah, I went nah, down there like, this lit. Yeah. Nah, really, though, like every visit. I remember my first one was UNC. I came back from there like, oh, yeah, this is a spot. Yeah. Then, then I went to Kentucky, same thing. And it was just the same one for all five. Yeah. And so it, it was hard. But uh, I eventually, you know, ended up choosing Duke. Duke and Coach K, you know, legendary coach. This is about to be his last year. You knowing it's about to be his last year, like, what what made you just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do Duke? Well, I had made my decision when it was COVID, and so we couldn't, like, I visited my junior year, but I couldn't go back my senior year. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot of over the phone conversation, Zoom. And I mean, Coach K was blowing my phone up, like, talking to me three, four times a week on the phone, texting me every day. Yeah. And like, he was, out of all the coaches who were recruiting me, he was contacting me the most, which kind of like blew my mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Legendary yeah, coach. Like it, just, it just showed me how badly he, he wanted me to go there. And uh, I mean, he just had told me like, like I remember he told me during my, my high school time, he was like, look, you're going to be a top five, top 10 pick wherever you go. Like it really doesn't matter. But if you want to be number one pick, if you want to be like the best player that, that I know you can be, he was like, you got to come here. And like when Coach K tell you that, it's hard to it's hard to say no. Yeah, it's hard to say no. How, how was it to go? Cause we haven't gotten to ask nobody this, especially that was in your position. How was it for you to like not be able to play a senior year? And like, what are you thinking when COVID hits? Like, as far as like, cause like you said, this is this is time for you know you to make your your stake for everything. This is yeah. where senior year is everybody's biggest year. You want to do everything, be all of the rankings and win the awards and do like. What were you thinking when when things shut down and it was like it's like what was your mind that throughout that process? Yeah. Yeah, so. No senior year, yeah. no games, all of that. Nah, it, that was just a crazy time. But for me, it kind of, I look at it now, looking back as a, as a blessing in disguise for me, honestly. Just, so like my junior year, we played in the state championship at the beginning of March. Like, it was like a Saturday. That next Tuesday, we was at school and we got let out of school because of COVID. Right. Because Washington, Seattle was one, like, like the first ever COVID case was in Seattle. People don't really remember that. No. <laughs> yeah, like the first ever report of a COVID case in the U.S. was in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So we got let out of school right after we lost state. We lost to B-Roy Garfield now. Mm. So we got let out at first. It was like, we're going to be out for a week or two. And then they just kept extending, extending it. And then by a week later, it was the, the whole year was done. We was going to be at home. Mm -hmm. And everything was shut down. And uh, luckily, one of my older friends, uh, big brother, he, he has a gym downtown that he owns that he has access to. And so he was letting me in there. And I was like the only gym in the city that was open. Everything was closed. Even the parks was closed. They had chains on nets. Like yeah. you couldn't go anywhere. And so 
I was in there and we just we just grinded for like that whole COVID. So from there, that's like March of my junior year till before I left for school, you know, that, like that's where I was every day getting better. Didn't really have a McDonald's game and all that, all that was canceled. I had the Iverson game. Yeah. That's where I got to show my stuff. Like, like that was that was why was, that meant so much to me playing in that game because I had been just working for like a year plus just in that gym downtown with, with my guy. How was that to hear, like, as everything's going on, like the McDonald's game, that's like the, basically the christening for yeah. guys like you and, and all of us that got yeah. the chance to be there. Like, you get to see yourself announced on ESPN as, you know, like, how was that to see, like, you know, you 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 got that, it was bittersweet, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's awesome because you're getting selected to these things, but it's like, at that point, did you know if it was, the game was already canceled or whether it was going to happen or not? Like, what was your feelings when all that was happening then to for it ultimately to be canceled? And that's, like, the marquee thing for seniors. Like, you know what I'm saying? How was it for, to know that, like, damn, I'm, this is getting taken away from me? Yeah. Now, it hurt. It hurt for me. It stung a little bit. You know, it was an honor to be selected. But, like, I grew up always following exactly. that and watching yeah, that, that game. Too. Watching all of them. I mean, Nike Hoop Summit got canceled. Uh, Jordan Brand Classic got canceled. Mm -hmm. All these games that I dreamed of playing in just as a as a young kid, you know. So it, it stung and not being able to play. Yeah. You know, I I, even I feel like, you know, we could have played with no fans. Like, I feel like we could have, they right. could have maybe made something work, you know, just for us to be able to get that experience. But no, nah, it was tough. Well, I was at the Iverson Classic and I had a ball and that was my first time getting to Tennessee. What you thought about the Iverson Classic? And how they did something for the All Americans that year, when it wasn't and made sure done. they had some, and it was successful. We got it, got through it, and we had a good time. So, what you thought about that? Nah, I thought it was dope. I, I mean, that's love for for Allen to even, you know, go through with that, especially when you see all these other games and yeah. you know brands that's not doing the game, and then for him to go through with it and do it the way he did it. I mean, it, it was dope. And then all the players that came, it was a great, great competition. Like the practices was competitive, yeah, and uh, the game was fun too. So it was dope. Shout out to y'all, you know what I'm saying? The legend for putting it down for because yes, that was like really the only game y'all guys got to play in that year. And if and not for that, you would have nothing. So yeah. like you know, he like you say put it on in the time when when it wasn't being done. So you know that was that was big of him. I want to ask you about when you first got to do. Like after you now you've committed and everything has happened, it's like now I'm I'm going to do. What was it like when you first went? This was your first time being away from home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was it when you coming from the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, when you going all the way down to, you know, what I'm saying Durham, North Carolina? How was yeah. that for you when you first got there? Yeah, uh, it was different. You know, before I had left, I was thinking it was just going to be an easy, smooth transition. I wasn't gonna miss home, I wasn't gonna, you know, have any, you know, struggles. But like, just when I, my first probably two, three weeks was tough, just being out there, you know, and it was during the summer, early in the summer, so it wasn't nobody on campus. It was just, it was just really just a freshman, like four of us. So it was, you know, it was tough being out there, you know, just missing home, missing the family and stuff. But uh, it was good though, like it was good. I, I was grinding, working hard, and I mean, like coming in, like coming in to Duke, I remember like just the way I played was a lot different. Like I was trying to, you know, be a guard, you know, shooting all type of fadeaways. <laughs> like just, and, and like okay, I was making some of them. Yeah, right, yeah. Coach K, you know, he just had, 
he had to put his arm around me, like you said, and just be like, man, look, you, it's good that you can do all that, but this is how you need to play. This is what I need you to do. And uh, it was a, it was a long process, but you know he he was there for me. He was he was on he was on my ass a lot, but nah he 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 turned me into a, you know he just taught me how to be more efficient and just how to you know use my size and God gives you ability just and keep things simple you know and uh, it just helped me when I got to the league because it helped me just blend it all you know blend the skill with the just being able to dominate and. Uh, no, he, he helped me a lot, though. What do you think the biggest thing, you know, you could say you took away from Coach K that year you got with him and, and like you said, think different things that helped you and now with your game in the NBA, what do you think just looking back at it like, damn, like I really got better at this or he improved this or that or, or I wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, like just how to just be efficient and, you know, score just efficiently, not trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, putting the ball on the floor less, you know, less playing off the more. catch. I mean, he, like, before I even got to Duke, like, I never shot, like, catch and shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Like, everything for me was off the dribble, catch and hold, ISO, like, go get a bucket. Like, that's all I wanted ball to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, when I got to school, he was like, you just need to clean up your game. Like, especially for college, like he's telling me like, look, you'll be able to do more of this when you get to the next level. But for right now to be as efficient as you can be, you know, in college, in this league, in the ACC, like got to hit the catch and shoot three, got to be quicker, decision maker off the catch. Um, And then you just got to dominate. Like he was always on me, like more more power over finesse. Mm -hmm. And at first I didn't like to hear that. Like I was like, man, like, I don't, nah. But (laughs) as as I, the season kept going, like it just it started to show, and yeah. the way I was playing, you know, he's he like I'd play and have a good game, and he's coming to me. We're watching film the next day, and he's man, see, this is why I've been telling you, like, this is why we do what we do. I mean, he's ha- he's making me stay after practice, you know, putting putting me through workouts, like telling the coaches what to do with me, and so that's when I really got to just see him, like, see how he really is as a coach. You know, yeah. some people just think he's, you know, for the cameras or, or you know, just whatever, might be overrated as a coach, but I mean, he was really there for me every day. You know, he's not rebounding for me, but he's telling the coaches what drills I need to be doing, you know, what I need to work on, and uh, and everything translated, everything worked, so. Explain to us that the game where like all the Duke alumni was there. And the all, last game at yeah. home? How the hell could you play? Like, like how, yeah. like just seeing the history of, of what's before you, all of, the NBA Hall of Famers, championships. Like, what was that for you to be in that moment and seeing that? Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Overwhelming. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> like a lot. It was a lot. No, it was a lot. Like, I played in a lot of games, Final Four, but that one was different just because, like you said, it was like 40, 50 of them. And yeah. you just look, and it's Jay Williams, Grand Hill, yeah. Shane Battier. Carlos Boozer, Mike Dunn, like every Duke Everybody. great you could think of is in sitting right behind our bench. And so it was just a lot that came with the game. It was a lot during the week, building yeah, up so to I the game. Say, how was that whole week going into it? I mean, it was a lot. And it was also kind of, we just kind of fell victim to, you know, we had beat Carolina by 30 the game before in their place. So I would say uh, the whole team, players and even coaches a little bit, we just kind of were a little more relaxed because we had just smacked them. 
they're coming to play us at our place. It's Coach K's game. Like we just, we just know we're not losing this game. And so, but then once the game came, and then it was like all the players come on the court, they all high five and the guys, and like it was just a lot. It was a lot. Like you kind of realize, and then the game starts, and you're hooping. And then like, but then once it got tight, and like once they got a little bit of momentum, Carolina did. It was just hard because you could just feel the air getting sucked out the arena every time they scored, and so it's just the pressure just built, built, built. Yeah, because yeah, you looking and you like, it's this is not happening yeah, now with yeah. all of this exactly. going on. Like, it's man, like no, this everything became heavy. Everything became heavy, exactly. In North Carolina, every it's the opposite for them. They just want to spoil it, yeah. so they locked in, hooping, you know, just trying to spoil the spoil the moment, in which they did. I heard you say that, like, for you, you kind of felt like you were in the fishbowl. Like, what was that? I had never really heard. And I always, you know, I felt, obviously, I think any, you know, All-American or whatever, we get a little more attention to things like that. But I I didn't go to a – I went to DePaul. DePaul is not like Duke, you know yeah. what I'm saying, where it's, like, kind of like that fanatical thing. So, like, to hear you say that, like, I felt like you was being honest. I wanted to – like, what was that like for you to be – this number one guy that's coming in in the whole world, not just your school, everybody knows this kid's probably gonna be the number one pick right away. Like, how was that to come on campus and to come into, you know, a small community like that and to be this this big thing that's coming in there and being seen like that? What was that like for you? Yeah, uh, it was it was different. It was different for me just being in Seattle my whole life Everybody knows me, everybody knows my family. I live in the middle of the city, so like, I know everybody, really. Right. Parents know everybody. So I don't, I never got treated like a celebrity in Seattle, it was just, everybody knows Paolo, you know, mm -hmm. I've been around. And so going to Duke, you get there, and everybody looks at you just like a, a superstar. Rock star. Yeah, rock star, exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's a lot of positives, a lot of negatives, but it, I mean, it was overall positive for me just because it, I got to experience that and I got to learn how to just handle myself in a different environment. It was an environment I'd never been around, you know, a prestigious school like that. Like, school was kicking my ass. <laughs> I'm searching for help. Like, man, yeah. this is this is hard, but nah, people people were, were welcoming. They welcomed me. Family. Um, yeah, family. Um, and around the, around the university, it was just always love. I mean, it was a lot of pictures, a lot of, you know, just coming up. Um, like I, I think I had told a story, like people bringing their families to my dorm room, like how, stuff like how that. How was that though? Yeah, like like you chilling in a dorm, like, and <laughs> I understand it's 2023. Yeah, it's a whole social media movement yeah. and everything, and I feel like I was like a, a big deal in college. Ain't nobody never brought their family to my dorm room, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was different. And but that that just kind of makes you like after it happens, you're just like okay, like you see. It just makes you be careful. Like, even though I'm in college and supposed to have fun, I still had to be careful. I still had to move right and make sure I'm doing the right things because it was so much eyes on me. Like, everything I did, whether I went out to a party, people would be recording and stuff like that. So it just taught me in college how to handle myself when I got to the pros because everybody's always watching. Yeah, Everybody's kind of waiting for you to do something. So you just got to be careful. And so it, it helped me. You decide to go pro and, and you choose an agent. Your agent is Mike Miller. Yes, sir. Miller time. Mike Miller is in the same draft class as us. So we know Mike for a long, long time. So we know the hoop Mike and the, and I go back. And the Mike 
McDonald's. Off the court and all that stuff. Yeah, he go way back with Mike. But how is Mike Miller as an agent? Please tell me. What is Miller's time as the, an agent? Mike Miller, we know he couldn't have been no agent. <laughs> I know. I already know. Ain't nothing changed about his cool. He's yeah. still too no, he's cool. Still I just flew back from Utah with yeah, him. He's yeah, still he's cool. Still, he's man. still Mike. Yeah, he's still Mike for sure. But, no, as an agent, I mean, he's everything you can ask for. When he was making his pitch, you know, he was just saying how, you know, nobody really see the game like him. You know, mm -hmm. he's lived it, he's experienced it. He has, you know, all these relationships everywhere in the NBA, players, executives, whoever, coaches. Yeah. And I mean, he's just helped me tremendously in every in every aspect. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like most agents are agents. You know, they most of this stuff is on the business side. They know, you know, all about that. You know, and they'll be able to tell you some pieces of advice here and there. But there's literally nothing I can't ask Mike or go to him about that he don't know about or don't know somebody who can help me out. And he's just been, you know, full, fully open the whole time. I mean, yeah. he, our relationship started when he was coaching at Memphis, okay. and I was in high school, and he was the first coach to offer me a scholarship outside of the Pac-12. Yeah. So he got in contact with me early. I was like a sophomore, and recruited me pretty hard. We, we built a relationship then. Mm -hmm. Then I ended up going to Duke, and he ended up leaving. And then kind of he just would always check in, see how I'm doing, see how the season's going. And uh, then he had, he became an agent and kind of just pitched that to me. And um, shoot, I, I, I vetted it, I, I did it all. I interviewed with a bunch of different agencies and Mike was Mike was, a, was the best choice for me. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Mike, cool Miller Mike, time. man. Miller, yeah. Miller time. And that's the thing, like he, he put me through workouts. He, you know, doing stuff yeah, that regular agents don't I do. I worked out, I, it was jump. crazy. Yeah. I worked out against Mike. Uh, in Orlando. Here, we always yeah. here. Me, you, Keon, <laughs> DeMar Johnson, one of the dopest workouts, workout. period, yeah. that year. In Orlando. We <laughs> were going crazy. But me and Mike go back, man. Me and Mike was, we same year, high school, obviously. We went different camps against each other. Then we go to uh, McDonald's, the Hoop Summit. Then we went overseas with the USA team. When you go to, like, uh, you know, the, the, the what is it, the 17s, June Nationals, whatever. We went to Puerto Plata. He was my roommate. We won gold. What was he like back then? Mike was cool, man. Hey, cool listen, Mike. funny story about Mike, though. Like, Mike was cold. Mike Miller was cold, boy. Six eight, six nine, with a handle, right? Bro, we playing for the Team USA team. Jim Beheim is our head coach. And I ain't never knew Jim Beheim, met him before that, none of that. I don't know. I'm thinking Jim Beheim like a chill dude. Look, you know, you see the glass. I don't know a thing about him. I just know what I see. I'm not knowing he he get after it like this. Boy, Mike Miller out there doing this stuff. We made we made the team in our list, so we get to wherever. I think it was, I think we had like camp in Dallas in New York. Man, we was at one of the practices, and you asked him. I can't remember. I think he was from he's South, Dakota, South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. Like South Dakota, right? He you know, always remember South Dakota, right? But like, Militon had like funky. He had funk. He come down. Ah, ah. He was boogieing people. Man, that boy got a rebound. Did something. Went in the end with it. Behind the back, wrapped that thing. Did something, man. Behind, blew the whistle. Went crazy on him. I was like, oh shit, like Bayheim crazy. Like you ask him, bro, I'm telling you, Bayheim went, he went crazy. Yeah. We all was like, God damn, like from then on, I was like, I didn't know Bayheim ain't play that shit, boy. He was one of them coaches that go 
crazy. And I didn't know that before then. Like, I was like, how the fuck I'm about to play for this? Like, <laughs> we ended up winning gold, but like, Miller Time, Miller Time was caught new then. I played then, we, we, he went to Florida, I went to Depart, we played each other in, um, in college and everything. Then we came out, but like, Miller Time was one of them boys. Then he got, he got picked fifth, right? And then he yeah. wound up winning rookie of the year all year. Like, he came here with T-Mac and they had a rapport. And they hit off, and he got to play right away. Mike was Mike was cold. Millertown was cold. Yeah. Now you about to get ready to go to the draft. They saying it's a possibility you can be the number one pick. Did you did you ever think that <laughs> that like oh man they talking about me being the number one pick? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't start saying that till like the day of the draft. It was yeah. crazy how it all happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean. They held that secret tight. Yeah, yeah, it was that. It was just an f- interesting process for me. Um, I really thought I was going third, maybe maybe second, but really third. Like mm-hmm. that was my whole. That's where my head was at the whole pre-draft. Yeah, like, that's just where everybody was just saying. Right, yeah. tell, us, was tell us the process of that. Did you work out for Orlando? No, I didn't. I didn't, you didn't even work out that's for Orlando. That's the crazy part. I, it, I, why it always be that? It always be the team <laughs> that you don't work out for that, that draft you. Yeah. I remember sitting there and like obviously at that time I'm still was on the broadcast team for the Magic, so I'm paying extra attention to what we gonna do. But I'm like, I'm just reading all of this stuff. Reading. I say, oh, now they saying it's about yeah. to be be Paolo out of the blue. I had the same reaction though. That's the craziest part. Like, yeah. like the whole like I said, the whole I worked out for OKC in Houston. I didn't work out for Orlando, and so did those workouts. Both of them went really well. And so I was comfortable where I was at. I really wasn't even tripping that I wasn't gonna go number one. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I'm ready to get drafted and get to work. Yeah. Like, and so I remember like a week leading up to the draft where you go to New York, you go to New York like seven days mm-hmm. before the draft start because you got the whole week. Media and so, yeah. And so the whole week, like the magic front office is like, you know, calling Mike, blowing him up. Like, man, can we get Paolo to come down here? Like, can we get him on something? Like, we can we talk to him? Like. Mike's like, man, I mean, we're good where we're at. Like, unless y'all, you know, unless y'all serious, unless, like, there's a chance. Because no one's saying that. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is saying that I even have a shot to go number one. So Mike's like, well, if you guys are serious, maybe. And just, it, they just kept being persistent. And so Mike came to me, like, two, three days before. And was like, P, like, they wouldn't be blowing my lineup if they wasn't really considering you to go number one. He was like, so you want to get on, a uh, like, a Zoom call? And I was like, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. At this point, yeah. So got on Zoom call with Jeff, John, Coach Moe's on there. And uh, it, went, it went really well. And that was like two days before. And so the next two days, I really didn't even talk to Mike. Like, he was just working. Like, <laughs> he was on the phone, you know, talking, staying up all night for the next 48 hours. But I mean, shoot, even when I woke up on draft day, like I was 90% sure I, I knew where I was going. I thought I was, you know, probably gonna go third. And uh, and I was cool with it, I was happy. Shit, hella emotional the whole day. <laughs> and then uh, I got to the arena. Um, I remember, uh, you know, in the draft, they do the intros where you mm-hmm. go out there with your family, you yeah. walk on the stage and they introduce you. So they got all the guys backstage with their mom and dad, you know, to walk out. And so I'm back there with my mom and dad, and uh, they got TVs back there. This is like probably 30, 40 minutes before the draft start. And um, they got the NBA Today crew, like Woj and 
Kendrick Perkins and all them on there. And I could see it, it's muted though. You can't you can't hear the TV, but yeah. it's muted. And I could see me on there, and it says like Paulo Bancaro, like in the running, like now in the running to go number one. Mm -hmm. And they got the subtitles on there, so I'm reading what Woj is saying. <laughs> and I'm like, and mind you, I ain't really checked my phone. It's drive day. I'm I'm just in the moment. Yeah. So I'm watching. I'm like, hold on, wait. I tap my parents. I'm like, look, and they're like. Well, my dad check his phone and he see a tweet that Woj put out like uh, Apollo like now he's in the like it's a possibility. So then I just got all the way nervous. Like, <laughs> I was cool, calm, and collected the whole day. Thought I was going third. Got I'm good. Curveball came. And that came in. I saw that and I started tripping, like sweating. <laughs> I started my heart started beating. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. So then the next thirty minutes, man, I'm sitting at the table, just like I can't sit straight. I'm moving. Mike come and sit next to me. He not making it no better because he on the phone. I'm asking him what's going on. He like, man, P, I don't know. He was like, man, just stay ready. Like, ain't like it, it might happen. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm stressing. I don't know what's about to happen. And then time went by. And then like five minutes before, he was like, it's over. It's, it's done. Yeah, they called. And then, yeah, man, I almost, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even hold myself together. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Number one pick in the NBA draft. It was crazy. Straight that up. was a dream come true, huh? Yeah, I really couldn't believe it. Like. When he told me it was official, and then you hear that, you know, that little ding, ding, ding. It had to be crazier for you, because like you said, like, regardless of everything you did during the season, like, leading, everything leading up was saying that Jabari or Chet was going to be one. And like you said, you had even in your mind got comfortable saying, I'm three, I'm cool with this. It's still ecstatic. It's yeah. still crazy. But, yeah. like, for that emotional swing, how yeah. was that? Man, it was – I never felt nothing like that. Like, for real, like. Like I said, I pride myself on always being, you know, cool and controlling yeah. my emotions at all times. And like, I couldn't. Like, <laughs> and he told me that I really was sweating. As soon as I heard my name, like, I seen my whole life just flash before my eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> from being a young kid to playing basketball, all the, you know, just, yeah, you know, just long nights sitting in the bed, like, shooting, thinking about games, shooting. It's everything just flashed before my eyes. And I remember I started crying. And I had never in my life cried like That's tears of joy. Yeah. So it just took me took me over, and uh, but no, it was the best moment of my life for sure. Tell me this, I want to know because I was there. I was on the red carpet. You know what I'm saying? I had my look. I was suited and booted and whatnot. I wasn't like this man. <laughs> I want to know yeah. what was the inspo and how did you pick out the suit because. I, what was on it? It was because like listen, literally, you know how y'all was lined up coming around. Yeah. We saw him, like, everybody, like, it's all of these, like, the whole red carpet. Now it's all these lines of cameras and everything, da, 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 So I forget who I was next to. I was with, I was there for New Year. I think I was next to, like, I don't even remember. But who I, whoever I was next to, we all, like, we, we saw him come in, 16, man, had on a purple suit. That wasn't the best of it. The man had the suit, had like diamonds or something yeah. like that. But like from deep, you can't see what the hell it is. We all, we everybody guessing, taking bets. Like I'm like, man, look, that might be some CZs. Them ain't real diamonds. They asking they real. I said, I don't know what the hell they the shape of, but them bet not be no real damn diamonds. I said, I know people that went ham at the dress. I say, but listen, them ain't real. So we, what was it? Yeah, no, nah, they, they wasn't real diamonds. They was, uh, I think they was rhinestones, like whatever it may be. It was, it was like a Dolce and Gabbana suit. And they, they uh, I said I wanted a purple suit. Like that was, that was official. Like that's what I wanted. 
mm-hmm. from now, Washington. Yeah, yeah, because that's where my parents went. Right. And purple also one of, always been one of my favorite colors. And so, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, nah, you repping. I got that yeah. same suit right there. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, so I wanted a purple one. And I had my people on it, whatever. And so they got me like three different ones. And so it was that one. And then the other two was like, the darkest shade of purple. Like it was just a lame type purple. Great mm-hmm. jelly, huh? Yeah, like, and I seen that one and I seen the, the rhinestones on it, on the pants and the jacket. And I was like, What yeah. were the, what was the, the, the design of the, what was, was it a shape or what was it? Nah, man, shoot, I don't know. I was, I mean, they they pulled it out, they showed me it, and they was like, man, you like it? I was like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's I tried one. it on. Hey, you know how we had our little chains and stuff for the, at the joint? Big boy ice, <laughs> big boy ice. I, I need to hear about the ice. The boy, it was it was P five. Said P five on there. Hey, nah, boy, I'm talking about chunky. <laughs> I, that was the, that was the the suit was the was the loudest thing. The very second thing was the big boy, big Cuban link, big Cuban jump with the big chunky P all ice. You was hey, look, you look like. The young boy, we call ourselves, we from the Ice Age, boy. You fit right in here, boy. Hey, listen, tell me about the tell me about the all that. Yeah. How did how did nah, you put the whole fit together? Yeah, nah, I shoot, it was it was draft day. Like I, I had, I mean, had I wanted to do the biggest best. Like <laughs> told the jeweler, like, look, I want the biggest pen. Jose I, voice, yeah, the biggest. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was chunky, black. Yeah. I saw that thing from D. I said, God damn. I said that look. And it wasn't just him. They were listening. The chains and watch game at last year's draft, yeah. I put it up there with anybody's draft. Mm. Hey, what's the boy, Jalen Durant? Yeah. He was yeah, out there that's, stupid. I, I mean, that's draft day right there. Everybody get their chain and jewelry, put on whatever. Like, that's what it's all about if you ask me. Like, that's, that's, that's how it is. It's the best day of your life. Best day of your life. So after the draft, you it gets announced that you're signing with Jordan Brand. When you heard you had the opportunity to sign Woo-woo. with, with Jordan, with Jordan Brand, how was that for you? You know, this is the prestigious, this is the brand of all brands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> MJ. Yeah. Timothy, like yeah. y'all young boys say. Yeah. No, nah, that was that was another just uh, experience right there, you know, because I wasn't sure who I was going to sign with. And uh, Jordan, it's crazy because so one of my, like, parents, close family friends is uh, call my Uncle Cliff, but he's, he's now my Jordan rep. Mm. But he worked for Jordan. He's worked for Nike for 20-plus years, and now he's over with Jordan. Yeah. He works on the football side. Okay. Like, so he – all the football athletes in the NFL, that's mm-hmm. with Jordan, he the rep. And all the football schools, that's Jordan uh, College. He go check in on them, he's the rep. So, so they I let him, him come over to the basketball side and rep me, because I've known him since I was like eight years old. Oh. And so, like that's that's family. And you got family yeah, in the company? Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's only right to Blood go there, right? Yeah, you so. feel? So t- tell us about all this gear How and all the first this Jordan box? stuff he's yeah. he's sending. That first little yeah, woo wop. Yeah. That first that first care package. <laughs> 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 nah, it was fire. I mean, it was, I mean it's love. I mean, shoot, he he's all and he always looked out. Like growing up, like he always was saying me, my siblings, my parents, Nike gear, yeah. Jordan gear, like. It was it was never nothing for him. Like he always was looking out. It's on different level. Exactly. Now. So now it's just now now, it's, now we're really in business together, and I'm really being rep by him. It's crazy how life works. Like, how do it feel like 
to get. Like I saw you got PEs of the Zion or whatever. This is stuff is like pre your own shoe because it's literally your own shoe, but it's not being sold and yeah. that type of stuff. So like, how do it feel to be on that side of it to not like from being that kid that, you know, whatever, you might have bought KDs, LeBrons, Kyrie, whatever you bought to like now, you getting delivered, you know, Jordans, you know what I'm saying, with with your PE symbol and you had whatever you had to do with the colors and, yeah. and all of those different things. Like, how is that for you to now be in that position that, you know, all of us, you know, when we trying to who we dream and about all of those parts of it, like having a contract, getting endorsements, like now you actually walking that walk and, and living in it and, and doing it at a crazy level, like with Jordan brand and all that, how do that feel? No, it's a dream come true. Like, that's all I can say. I mean, to take like quick story, before I even signed, when I was still deciding, um, it was really, it really came down to Jordan and Adidas was the final two. And uh, I remember I was at the airport and uh, Jamal Crawford, one of my big, big brothers. Shout out, yeah, young mom. He calls me and he's like, P, how you been? Yeah, I hadn't talked to him in a little minute. I was like, I'm good. He was like, man, you know who just called me? I was like, man, who? He was like, man, MJ. He, was like, he, called, he, was like, he called me about you. And he was like, man, he was like, first off, he don't ever call me about really anything. Like, he don't, it's kind of hard to talk to him sometimes. He was like, but he called me asking about you and, you know, talking about how much he, he, he like you, like your game. He was like, man, you got to sign with him. Like, it's a cold look. Like, MJ going to take care of you, he's family, mm -hmm. yada, yada. And that did it for me. Mm -hmm. Like, when he told me that, and, and Maul, you know, co-signed it. Like, that's all it took. Um, and then just the PEs and stuff is is really a dream come true, though, because just having, like, the colors and the stuff be, you know, specific to me and my story and, you know, the, the things I grew up doing, like, for instance, the, the Rainier Ravens, like, yeah. just for that to even get put on a Jordan shoe and I get to wear it and, and, uh, Represent. and against the Lakers, like, it's just a dream come true. And, I've had a bunch of people hitting me up, you know, asking to get the shoe, and I'm like, man, I wish I really could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they only made a one-on-one, but like, yeah. I wish I could give it to everybody because it's a lot of people from sit from Seattle who Love know me my whole them, life, bro. who watched me play for the Ravens and had little their little cousins or themselves play for the Ravens. And you so you gotta I, I, after you win the Rookie of the Year, you just go to the brand and say, let me get the friends and family, you know, for my, for, you know, like, little, yeah, you yeah. know, just friends, <laughs> just as my reward, yeah. you know, friends and family, just for the, you know, select few. Yeah, Let sir. me go ahead and spread that around. So, Orlando, how you love in Orlando? Like, City beautiful. Yeah. You know, we live in Orlando. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to live in Orlando forever. But uh, how you love in Orlando and the fans in the city? Man, I love it out here. I love everything, the weather, the fans, the city, just the vibe, like, it's not too. It's not too crazy, but at the same time, it's it's not dead. There's stuff going on. There's people around, so it's just a dope vibe all the time. And then just the fans, the the like, just everything's trending upwards. I feel like yeah. out here, growing it's, like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my family loves coming out here. I love being out here. You know, I'm glad I got drafted here. You know, some of the cities you visit, you like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's up. Like, damn, if I'm living here, I don't know how it would be. So yeah. the fact that I get to be out here, man, it's it's dope. What do you think of that? I don't even know what to call it. Is it a for training center or whatever? But yeah. that shit is ridiculous. ridiculous. And the craziest part is that y'all didn't even need it. <laughs> the the Amway ain't but this. Oh, we just opened that bitch up and y'all got like, listen, how do it feel, bro? You got to see it. 
when I say the first time I walked in there, I'm looking around like, like this don't look like a like a. No, that's crazy. not the normal training facility. Then to see the amenities and the things that they have, like how do it feel to walk in the door as a rookie and you got this brand new like above super state of the art facility that's just nobody has ever even set foot in it before you get up in there. Like how is that to be at that type of a facility every day? And you got full access whenever you want. Yeah, no, it's it's a blessing. I mean that's. I mean, that's what you also all you can ask for as as a rookie, Bro, as yeah. an NBA player, being able to walk in there. He don't even know no better. He ain't seen nothing exactly. less than that. Like, I, remember we came from Jew. Like I per, for, for just for perspective, right? Uh, Show you how blessed you are. <laughs> Me and him get drafted as rookies. Now I was at DePaul. He was in high school. Yeah. Neither one of our practice situations was shit. Exactly. And we went backwards. We went to a Southwest Junior College. That's where you guys practice at? Yeah, South Man. Central LA. And it's no disrespect, cause we had love for them. They rep, they looked out for us, made sure we were straight, everybody there. But like, this the NBA. We came from the hood. We weren't supposed to still be in the hood. <laughs> like, that was us walking in the door rookie. You walking into what you walking, like a three Costco's, bro. It's <laughs> 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 like times three Costco's, yeah. bro. But it's, man, listen. I don't even know how to explain it. They are anything you could possibly need. No, that's the other thing. Like you don't gotta leave. Like yeah. any any therapy, any any sleep amenities, pods. sleep, uh, food, kitchen, the the weights in the in the pool to the they got a hill you can run. They got a turf field, <laughs> bro. Like, it's everything in there. It's, it's crazy. I like, told I told one of the homies I was like, remember the one story we all saw with Chad Johnson was like. I slept in the arena like you could legit do that oh, here. For sure. You could not buy a place. They got they got areas for like when you do two days of training. I don't even know if they do that no more. We used to do that. Like we used to have sleeping bags they would give us if we want to stay. Like nah, they got rooms called sleep pod rooms for them to go in there and sleep. Like you at Google or something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like you smell me like bro. You could for real do what Chad Ocho Cinco was talking about. Live that chef. You come in there. It's like a like bro. It's like a it's like a corporate lunchroom when you first come down. When you hit that elevator and come up, it's yeah. like, first time I ever came there, I was like, nah, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I was just standing there like, waiting to see somebody I knew. Like, hey, oh, hey, where the fuck I'm supposed to go? Like, this is crazy <laughs> up in here. How was it for you to to come to a team that has young guys that want to prove themselves to? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you had a lot of guys on this team. This is not a fairly veteran team. A lot of guys have been in the league a couple of years, but they still trying to prove themselves in the, the league. Like, y'all look real fun to watch, you know? To be a part of a team like that, they come, they looking for you to come in and bring something to the table. And I can see in your game, like you said earlier, your patience and what you do. So how was that? Nah, it was good for me. Like you said, uh, they all been in the league a couple of years, but we're all relatively young and uh, everybody's hungry. So it just made it to be even more competitive. You know, guys got each other's backs because you know, guys know what they want to do and what they want to get to. And the best way for us to everyone to get what they want is for us to win. And so we all have to come together and figure out how to win. And I think that's what we've been doing. You know, we started off with a lot of injuries. Uh, we was like 5-20. and 20. And I just remember it being rough. Like, yeah. kind of looking around, like, this kind of, like, is this how it's going to go? Like, yeah. you know, we losing 6-7 in a row. You never lost in your life, huh? Yeah, exactly. And so it was <laughs> tough, like. 
It really was. Like, even though I was playing really well, just yeah. the losing, you know, six, seven in a row, you know, we all just kind of was, I mean, it, we wasn't healthy. So it kind of was like, right. we felt, we felt almost sorry for ourselves a little bit. Cause we mm -hmm. like, man, like we not even healthy. We can't get a win. Then we finally got Markel back. And when he came back, you know, a lot changed and we started winning. We ran off like seven straight, that eight BG. straight. And, yeah. uh, we beat Boston back to back in, in their place. And like, that's kind of when we all was like, okay, you yeah. know, when we're at full strength, we can play with anybody. And, it, and in the games we losing, we losing in the, in the final possessions. Yeah. And we feel like we could win a lot of the games we losing. So it just showed us, we started learning how to win. And I think that's, I mean, that's what we've been doing. I mean, I, I know we started out, like I said, five and 20, but since then, I think we'd like, I know we above 500. So yeah. we've been playing well. Coach Mo, I'll tell you a story about Coach Mo. So when I was going out of college, going out of high school, I visited Colorado, which okay. is where he went. Yeah. He was my uh, my host on my visit. Yes, <laughs> Coach Ricardo, <laughs> Ricardo Patton was the head coach. And he was like the, he was the best player slash senior on the team. And he was my host, showed me around the whole weekend. And that was like how I first ever met Coach Mo. So like, just watching him has been, you know, cool for me to see him come, you know, first get the job and get the opportunity as a young black coach in the league. And I, I watched him from day one since he came in in Denver and Dallas and all the other places he worked at doing his thing. And for him to get his chance and not having what I feel like has been success building this team up, like, tell me how he's helped your transition coming from a one and done straight to a rookie. And I mean, I see how how well I feel like he communicates really well with y'all and he, he, you know, you guys respond well to him. So, so tell me how what he's done to help you in your transition. Yeah. No, he's helped me a tremendous amount too. And he's been, you know, there for me the whole time. He's been real hands on the whole time. Like yeah. since I first got there, summer league practices, like him being there doing I mean, damn near going through drills with me. Right, he like, get out there, yeah, he involved. Yeah, playing D and just always, you know, being a voice. And he's also just, you know, really just preached just me playing with freedom, but also, you know, having to play hard, play defense, you know, give effort on that end, um, not just be a one-way player. Um, but, you know, he's letting me play through mistakes. He lets everyone play through mistakes. Like, yeah. he, he a coach who's just going, who's going to let us play as long as we give him the effort and, and, and playing the right way. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a great coach, man. And, shoot, it's a blessing to have, you know, because he's young, yep. relatively young for, yeah. for, for being a coach and hungry up and coming. So he kind of adopt – we adopt his attitude, the same, you know, mindset he got, you know, where we're all trying to, you know, earn respect and – you know, get up in the ranks in the league and stuff like that. So now, I, I say that all the time. Like when I'm calling the game and stuff like that, I know that well enough for being in the league that like the one thing that I love and appreciate about y'all as a team is that it's only a handful of games where I could look at it and say like, damn, they just didn't have it tonight or they didn't, you know, and that, that every team goes through that, whether it be because, you know, collectively it's just a bad night or whatever, like, but for that to be the case for such a team as, you know, this young like y'all, like to me that showed me that like he's doing an excellent job of getting y'all to fight for him because I don't care who's available. Like you said, y'all have injuries, who's next man up, whoever's available, whatever's going on, I feel like y'all have that identity. Y'all gonna come out, y'all gonna fight, y'all have a defensive mindset. He preaches that first. Yep. And I mean, that shows. And I'm somebody who's been around the NBA and I know when a team is like, are they bullshit? Like, you know what I'm saying? You could mm -hmm. see that when you've been around it. And that was the one thing that, that I could appreciate. 
And it wasn't like that all three of these years. Like, this is my third year being at it. It wasn't like, it'd be like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? People coming in and getting an easy 50, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Different thing. Like, this this year's team, I feel like I've, this was like the first time in a minute where I feel like, okay, like, nah, like, they not really just about to let you come through here and run through yeah. them like that. These sure. young kids is fighting, even though they got a lot to learn and a long way to go, they still fighting and playing and trying to do the right thing. So I appreciate that about him. And I feel like y'all respond to him. Yeah. So that's dope. Sure. Who are your, uh, your favorite three players that you watch coming up out of uh, Seattle and why? Out of Seattle? Yeah, now Seattle, I mean, it's... It's a lot of guys I, I got to watch. You know, my mom, she was a, a high school coach for till I was like 13, so mm -hmm. my whole life up until that point. So my whole childhood, I was in the gym, high school games. You know, her the team she was coaching is in the same conference as Garfield Beach, so I'm watching like the boys' games and all that. And so, shoot, three? It's hard to get to three, but, man, I watched high school. I mean, Some, that's your yeah. favorite. That's my favorite I mean, Tony Rowan. Mm -hmm. Watching him play growing up. It's cold. Yeah. Tony Roden was like, he was like the star of the city growing up. I yeah. remember just, and he played for Rotary, my AAU team. He was just a, a star. Um, I mean, Peyton Siva. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah Peyton you played Siva. here for the Magic. Yeah, yeah. I watched, watched Peyton Louis Siva a lot. He won a national championship. His dad was my football coach. Like, that's just how small Seattle is. Like, that's the thing. Like, you see all these guys, these high school stars, that stars in your eyes when you're younger. Yeah. But yet you know five, ten people that they know. And so, like, everybody's within reach. And then, uh, man, I mean, Michael Porter, he came for his senior year. <laughs> he came for his senior year. Uh, and he uh, he was nothing I've never seen. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did something to the city. That yeah, he wouldn't got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. If he wouldn't have got hurt, whoo. <laughs> like, you know that. Because a lot of people, like I said, he was in high school, so yeah, yeah got hurt in college. So the, yeah. like, the world, the national pe you know, people, they didn't really get to see him like before yeah. injuries, but I did. The whole city did. Like his his senior year was ridiculous. Yeah. I ain't never seen him. He used to dunk that thing, shoot that yeah. thing. Yeah, no, you looking for He's yeah. shooting. Nah, he he was ridiculous. So I, I would say he was the third best. How how was it for you to get a chance to take part in the the rookie sophomore's game this year? Like that's something that, you know, we all look at growing up, like, man, All-Star Weekend, you want to be a part of it, especially, you know, as a rookie, you know, a rookie, sophomore, you get a chance to be part of that. Like, how was that for you to get a chance to be out there in Utah and be be a part of everything and really experience your first All-Star as a rookie? Yeah, no, that was a, a great experience, too. Another probably just staple in my first year, I would say, was All-Star Weekend. Just being out there, being around, seeing just all the legends and how they all come back and, you know, enjoy the weekend. And just like you said, the rookie sophomore, it's just it's another just check off the bucket list, you know. It's another thing you dream of doing, Rising Stars game. You know, just getting the – it's just the young next up-and-coming town of the league. Like, I remember – I mean, shoot, you watch the stars that's playing now was in that same game. Exactly. And so it's just kind of an ongoing cycle. Stones, it's, yeah. just a, it's a step in, a, in the journey that, you know – you can't take it for granted. Like you gotta cherish moments like that, cause I mean, not everybody get to make that game. Not everybody got to, you know, experience that. So it, yeah. it was dope. Me and him got to hang out. What was that? Friday night. Yeah. Friday night All Star at the uh, D Wade CP and Mellow party. Yeah. We there. 
it was funny because as he was making his way through the crowd and me, KD, and Melo, we standing over here off to the side, we mm -hmm. talking, this, that, and the third. And when I saw him come in, I turned to them, like not when he came in, but when he got kind of over close by where we were at, I, I started to talk to them like, Hey, young fella, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? What y'all think of young fella? And both of them was like, you know what I'm saying? KDN and Melo, you know, they both respect the young fella, like him, you know what I'm saying? It's done third. So when he got over there, like, you know, I wanted to introduce you. So what was that like for you to just, you know what I'm saying, get to chill like that for a few minutes and holler at those boys, some of the guys that you kind of compared to, I don't know if you look up to, but like, y'all play similar, you know what I'm saying? And like, they did a lot of things that I'm sure you aspire to do and be and all of those different things. And how was that to, you know, vibe with those two legends that kind of like similar in position to you that, that, that's doing things that you want to do? Yeah, nah, it was an honor for me being around all y'all. Just, you know, being, getting you know, chopped up with you guys. And then just the reception I got from, from them two, yeah. from everybody else was you know, eye-opening for me. And just being able to talk to him and get you know give me advice and tell me what to do, what not to do, like, and then I got my friends in there. They talking to them, you know. Just it was just crazy, you know, being around them, seeing that they real people, you yeah. know. And just after that, you know, talking to them, seeing you know that they mess with me, they mess with my game. Like that was the only validation I ever needed right there. Like I grew up loving Carmelo, loving KD. Like watching, like sitting in it's my room. It's crazy to hear them tell yeah, you like things that they sitting in at my room game. watching hour long highlights of Melo. Like for real, like people don't even know. Like just really studying dudes. Like and so to be able to be just in a room like that with them, where it's not even it ain't no cameras, it ain't media. It's just you know yeah. real people. You know having real conversations. Like it just it, it, that made my weekend right there. Just being around them and getting to chop it up for sure. Did you ever think that you would be in GQ? No, <laughs> no, nah. But shoot, that's that's what's great about you know being being in the league, being you know trying to be the best player you can be. Opportunities like that can present yeah. itself. I heard you was into fashion, like into uh, the fashion. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm trying to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm different though. What like, does I feel into like, fashion mean? Yeah, like, like I'm not. It's levels of this. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's levels level. to it. But I'm also yeah. I'm not like trying to like make statements and go crazy. I just like putting on nice clothes and, yeah. and you know, looking fresh sometimes. I wouldn't say I'm like keeping up with the fashion or like I just see something, I like it, I buy it. Like I don't got a stylist, I, I wear all my own clothes. I yeah, you put it together yourself. Yeah, exactly. When you heard GQ wanted to put you in the magazine, what was that? Like tell your mom like, hey, I'm yeah, gonna be I mean, yeah, it, it was GQ sports, <laughs> it wasn't the GQ fashion, so yeah. I gotta get there, but nah, it was dope just being a part of, being able to get put in that magazine, do an interview, get a feature in there. You know, mom's grandma, they always copy GQ, so yeah. you know, <laughs> see, see that was dope. So you have Italian citizenship? Yeah. And you, 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 you could play for the Italian national team if you want? Yeah. I could, yeah. So how like you gonna play for USA though, right? I don't know. That's the question everybody asking. That's <laughs> that's the question everybody asking. Wait a minute. So how so 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 what's your <laughs> dilemma? How are you Italian? Pops? So, yeah, my dad, but I mean, so his great granddad, so my great great granddad, uh it lived moved to US from from Italy. Mm -hmm. okay. So I was born and raised there, was an Italian uh, citizen. 
So his grandpa, his dad all qualify. He qualify, I qualify just from the fact that his uh, his great grandfather was um, Italian. was was Italian. So that was like something. Obviously, my name is unique in right. that way. And so not Pablo. Yeah, not Pablo for sure. A lot of people would say this man was saying life of Pablo. I was like, not Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) But so like that was something like growing up, like I always had my name. And then you always kind of wonder like growing up where it came from, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So my dad's name Mario, brother's name Julio, uncle named Angelo. So like we all okay. got that got that Italian name. And so my dad, he always would talk about, he ain't never been to Italy, but we ain't never been out there. Um, I'm gonna try and go there this summer, but he would just always talk about going out there one day, hopefully, and like tapping into that side because we got family out there. And uh, so that was something that it presented the opportunity to get my uh, passport, become a citizen. Yeah, and uh, so I I got that. Oh, yeah, I got to bring the cameras with y'all for that one. Man. Oh, no, no, sure. I definitely yeah. got to go there. Yeah. But let let me you you know the most people that do that, they really ain't got a chance for the USA team. Like yeah. you know you that's in why, a different that's little why it's a, box that's right there. Like, you, know, you ain't no, got to no, no, like go off to the. I mean, unless that's just your preference. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. How it all happened is, it's funny. It's crazy just because. I, I went to USA tryouts and mini camps and like for the junior national team, but I never made the team. I had got cut one year, went to some other mini camps where it was just mini camps. It wasn't a tryout. I actually was kind of like salty. Like USA left me. <laughs> USA left me a little salty when I was in high school. Just so you go to pop though. Yeah, right? so, popping yeah, yeah. so I had got cut, and I was always you know kind of just left a bad taste in my mouth, and. Um, and so Italy had approached my dad when I was like 16, 17, because mm-hmm. they saw my name and, and they asked my dad if I had Italian background. Mm. And he was like, yeah. Smart move. So they, they actually helped me in getting the uh, Italian passport yeah. citizenship. Setting it up, they were smart. So, I mean, honestly, like like without COVID, I probably wouldn't, I probably would have wouldn't play because, you know, right away out the gate, when I was 17, 18, you know, they were gonna put me on a national team, like mm. the Olympic team. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was the opportunity for me that like I was looking at it like, man, I don't know if I could miss Damn. out on that. But then um once COVID happened, everything kinda got put on hold and obviously stuff happened. I went to went to school, you know, did what I did at Duke, got drafted number one. So now it's a little different because yeah. you know, like Grand Hill, USA basketball. All along, yeah, 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 they're reaching right out, here so. in Orlando. Exactly, so it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a decision <laughs> a that got to be made. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Grant. Hey, so this year, you almost done with the, your first year in the league. You had a, a, a nice amount of highlights this year. What's one of them dunk ons this year that you got that you was like, yeah, I, I like that one. That was uh, definitely the first game, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Came through there like Thanos, need a boy and everything. Yeah, I don't know if he meant to walk off gangster, but he walked off gangster too. That's, that's the one right there that that's that gotta be just number one for me. The first yeah. game, first first dunk on first body of, of my career. Yeah. Um in the well, first game. That one forever. Forever. And it was memorable though. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was memorable. I never had a dunk like where a guy tried to take a charge and I just dunk on him like that. So that was my first time doing that. Yeah, it's a little wide open in in in, in the league, you know. We about, so. we, <laughs> we about just at the end of the season, so I feel like it's a, it's a sufficient question, especially with what they got going on now, nowadays. I mean, I feel like I might have already saw it, but I want to ask the bag question, like when, Gee, when you got that bag. Now, 
<laughs> we don't know that. I feel like that could be it because the P5 was definitely like that. But we don't know that. I want to know something you did when you got that bag that just made yeah, you feel real, real good about yourself. And it can't be like, hey, we all take care of mama and yeah, pops yeah. and all that. I don't want to hear none of that. We yeah. won't hear like that P5. If something is better than that, I won't hear better than that. But like, what what did you do? do you know, and yeah. plus, like, just ladies and gentlemen, like, when me and him got drafted, he was them three, I was 18, he making like, you know, we us together don't even see none of what they doing now. So like it's a, it's a whole it's not that bad, y'all. So what 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 did you do, young fella? I bought some more jewelry. <laughs> got some more ice. So that that's ice age is back. <laughs> that's definitely was a purchase. And then uh yeah, I bought I bought a nice car. But what I mean I what, what was the what was the whip? I mean I got I got Bentley. Yeah, so Bentley. bought that. Photo too though. Photo. Spur. Ben take. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So okay. that's that's. But other than that, like I try. I mean, I got like nice clothes and stuff, but I ain't bought like three cars or you know. Nah, you like good, that. young fella. Yeah. That's a little, you know, little T ninety bit. You yeah. number one pick. That's large Marge sent you. <laughs> <laughs> what would winning rookie of the year mean to you? It would mean a lot. Got a list of goals in my phone that I made when, like, a junior, senior high school. Just wrote down everything I could think of that I wanted to do in my career. And the rookie of the year was one of them in the NBA. So, I mean, that's something I've, I've always had my eye on for for a while. And uh, you know, when you're able to, when you can say you set a goal and, and went and go out there and really do it, it just yeah, hits yeah. different when you when you've been eyeing it for a long time. And so. Um, if I'm able to win, man, it's it'll be a, just a testament to, to hard work. Hard work, literally, yeah. just being hungry. Not like I'm the first person to say this at this point, but appreciate that. You, yeah, that's a landslide. Yeah. Rookie of the year, right here, ladies and gentlemen. He that's did right. that. Wrote it down. Now you can check it off in a couple months. You know, it's a done deal. Man, we appreciate you pulling up, man. We right here in City Beautiful, so it wasn't no hard task, man. We got the uh, the soon-to-be rookie of the year, Paolo Bancaro, ladies and gentlemen, Great Orlando up. Magic. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune dot com.